0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to A Table Converse. Uh, This is the usurper star warlord Elaine. I've taken over. This is the last of, this is not the last of the Converse's we'll be recording, but this is the last of the Converse that we'll be releasing. So we're really excited to talk about how this transitions into our next season. And with me today, I have...
1: Connor, and I play Janice. Johnny McNulty, I play Telfrin. And I'm Christopher Stewart and I play Pierce
2: Buzzlord.
0: Wow, that was so much fun. <laughs> it feels like it feels really douchey to compliment myself on having fun because I'm like running it, but I had a really nice time. It was
1: I had, great.
2: It was so much fun.
1: I had a great time.
3: Yeah. Connor?
1: I'm so glad. Connor?
3: (laughs) Connor had no fun at all. No, it was good. I'm glad that we finally got some clarity on Janice because Justin and I have known pretty bare bones, more than bare bones, what's been going on with him for a while. So it's nice and this story was different this was like a new story for me so it was really fun
0: something that was really important to me when we when Connor and I were designing Janice's episode together was we talked a lot about how how much we kind of knew about Janice as as actors as players because he and I have talked a lot about the backstory and and how much we hadn't had a chance yet to explore sort of on the main timeline so we wanted to uh, to lay out a lot of that um, that history how did you feel connor about finally getting to kind of reveal like the sleeper agentness of janice and and some of like the tragedy of his past
3: yeah i just hope people like it um i i'm a little um a little proud of like if you go back i think we set it up really well or set it up really um maybe not well it's congratulatory, but we set it up in a way where it's it's like true um, there's no like retconning mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. So that's kind of cool to do over two years or so.
0: Uh, yeah. And not only did everything that we go over today fit into the story of Janice as we know it, but you also like not retconned, but you set up a lot as Paul for Janice. Like you've, you've been playing in so many layers of this character. I, I think you have such a good grip of your character's backstory and i think a lot of that comes from your experience like as a fiction writer
2: well i know for me as a longtime listener uh, of the show that this just felt like this has been a long time coming and the way that you did today has been written since the beginning It it felt so natural
0: Oh, that's so good to yeah, it's hear. it's really nice to hear. It's so good to have you both, Chris and Johnny. So Chris and Johnny and Connor and I have all improvised together uh, on the show Improvised Buffy, and it was like such a treat to me to have like a mini cast reunion, partial cast reunion, obviously not everyone's here, but to get, I was like, okay, like we need people who like, this is going to be a really improv-heavy episode, like the gameplay is really light, we're doing a lot of exposition, like who who do I know who can really just like, I can sort of barf out a general idea and they couldn't flesh it out for me so i grabbed you guys
1: i was really excited and you know likewise i feel like this storyline has been very well set up i was both excited and constantly nervous i was going to mess something up like mess up some part of the corporation you guys had planned or your your backstories but you know it's like that improv thing of like you know specific is always better that was that was where it like it was fun but also was the scary part because when you get specific that's the thing you can't take back in terms of retconning and what have you it's like yeah no Talfrin said very specifically um <laughs> uh, anyway. well i think that's the beauty
2: of having the as you guys said earlier the that janice's character was kind of bare bones or or lighter by going back and having these types of episodes you get to say whatever specifics you want because they weren't there before.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun to flesh it out. And and both of you lent such, like, color to it. Like, Johnny, when you were like, oh, I'm going to activate him and make him run because I can't, like, trust him anymore. Like, you want freedom? I'm going to give you the most, like, Tortured, haunted, I'm on the run looking over my shoulder, Freedom. Like what you gave him was a punishment in and of itself. And I was like sitting there going like God, that's so freaking brilliant. Like I had no idea how exactly how we were gonna wrap things up because I I knew that we needed to exit the dreamscape, but that was like, Oh, that's so cool that Telfrin knows why this is happening. That was a brand new invention. And I also wonder
3: as well. The original Yeah, that happened on the
0: floor. Yeah. And and Connor, like, I wonder how you're going to use that as as Janice wakes up. Like, I know you haven't made a decision necessarily about how much you want to stay in Zemkov versus stay in Janice in the coming seasons. I expect there will be a decision eventually. But, like, how much of this, even when he wakes up, does he remember? Like, you know, like, you can, he cannot remember some of this, right?
3: I mean, anyone who saw improvised Buffy knows what Johnny <laughs> is.
0: So, so us truly,
3: is Johnny's just so amazing at tying things up and and doing like, I mean, a joke callback. It's still impressive when someone does it, but I feel like it's a more common skill set. Whereas Johnny can do like a thematic storyline, sort of like close the circuit. Um, Absolutely. So to have Telfer know. A, that Janice is alive, B, that he's on the run because of him is just, like, such a higher stakes, more interesting situation than Janice just, like, being sad that his whole family was murdered and running.
0: Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, so, you know, why did Talfren let him go? Was it, like, vindictive? Like, is he, is it going to serve part of a plan?
1: Well, I, in my, in my mind, it was, like, I can't really, like, him being apprehended isn't very secure for me like the ideal is everyone thinks he did it and also he is not here uh so like you know if he's in someone's possession maybe someone knows how to like check for mental tampering or something like that
0: yeah almost like character assassination yeah. like you're discrediting and that him. was his whole
3: mm-hmm. thing that's like his only value Was being the envoy, and now it'll be so fun for Justin to have like wanted posters and shit up.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. How cool.
3: It definitely has like Winter Soldier vibes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you all for being very kind. And now I'm very embarrassed. Uh, But (laughs) if I if I may explain how that happened, was first I just like gifted uh my character that he had invented paul with him like and then i felt so cool and then i was like oh god wait what that doesn't make any sense how does paul get from something that's in his mind and he doesn't know about to something that's in the thing it doesn't make any sense i sat there for a long time like an hour being like, I have set up a mistake. And then it was not until the last minute that I was like, I've solved it. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: And for those who have never been in an improv scene or show, that is the entire feeling of being in an improv <laughs> like, in show. like
0: Wait, like, what was that? Yeah, like, I don't know. Or like, I, or, or like not realizing that something you said earlier that was just like for a quick joke or dumb or whatever. And later you're like, wait, that solves and everything. Johnny, it does. That's amazing. It's
3: the best feeling in the and world. It's so crazy. Because the only reason Paul talks the way he talks is because during our very first practice session, when JD was there. Which was not no, recorded. No, 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 it was not recorded. I knew already that I was going to have this double identity. So I was like, okay, whatever accent the person before me uses, I will use. And the person before me used like a country accent. So I did that. And then come recording time and they changed. And I was like, oh, well, like this doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> and then we figured out that his mom spoke like that. So, like, this is all boring. But the point being no, no, no. That- it's all boring. It, like, did fit perfectly because, the like, he knows how to do that to, like, feel attached to his mom's family. And I feel like Talfrin would know that and almost, like, sickly wants to, even though it doesn't really matter, like, make that part of him evil.
0: Yeah, corrupt, corrupt it somehow. You, yeah. Like, use, like... What we were we were talking about this a little bit between episodes, although we were we were trying to save it for the converse because we like to do it on mic. But um, the way that Talfrin in in that first episode is really um, creepy and manipulative in, in the sense that he's you know using sort of like he's using love and acceptance as bait, using approval and pr- like your parents will be so proud of you if you do this, yada yada. It's very toxic, very manipulative.
1: <laughs> I feel bad little bit
0: it's like that's what the character kind of called for johnny and i Mm -hmm. think you did a good job of making him sort of scary and gross but still like not understandable we're not looking to like defend a monster here but like you're like this is this is what he's about and this is everything he's doing and serving this purpose of like increasing the name and the power of the ambois family that's that's the be all end all
1: and just so everyone's aware, he's also in in my mind very racist and classist. Uh, just <laughs> not sexist for some reason, but very <laughs> racist and classist. Well, well, like well, as he a has man two daughters. Two daughters. Exactly. So, uh, Once yeah. he became a father of two daughters, <laughs> he realized
0: because he, he, that automatically <laughs> unpacked. Yeah, that automatically unpacked Disgusting. everything. I roll. I roll.
3: I can't wait to uh, tear and off his skin.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. I think Janice should do that at some point. And maybe wear it. Very we'll Hannibal Lecter.
3: Justin um, lets me do that build I want to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris, Pierce Buzzlord. Oh, I love that, like, how over the course of the episode, I caught people, like, using Buzzlord both as a title and a name. Like, the Buzzlord. <laughs> like, was that at one point? <laughs> and I was just like, I love that it, it, it's, like calling some, it's like calling someone the steward, you know? Like... The Gallagher.
1: The uh, Rock. Was- Just say the old kings of Ireland were known as the O'Neill.
0: Oh. Thanks, McNulty. Yeah,
1: well, we we apparently were. They're one of the five families. Me
3: and the McNulty's were not of the high kings. The Banshee no, would we not were, call we- for us.
1: No, we were, <laughs> uh, but we were like under the O'Neills. Anyway, whatever. Oh, cool. Like, moving on from ancient Irish history. <laughs> no, my name means foreign <laughs> aid
3: and dog fucker. So, <laughs> Whoa. it's a fun little tidbit. Yeah, for Connor's everybody. got
0: an interesting history in it. <laughs> Chris, how did it feel to step inside? Like, I remember messaging you. I was like, hey, I have this kind of like weird character concept. I want you to be a bee alien. And you were like, yes, I'm into it. Like, how did that inform? Like, Pierce of Us Lord is such a silly name, and I love it so much.
2: I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking About it beforehand, like you Mm. asked me right before we started, what's your name? And I still hadn't thought of a name. Uh, and I did that intentionally because for me and my improv journey, uh, I always became, you know, debilitated by choice and I, I had to have everything planned out. So I have forced myself, all right. Don't do it you know, say whatever's on your mind in that moment and I don't I don't give myself time to prep or plan. and I heard B and I was like a CEO who's the Lord of his energy. and so Buzz Lord, it is.
0: I love it. Oh, my goodness. And you were like, you were so you were exactly the energy that I had kind of wanted. And I'm not sure that I described well, but I was just like all the Ambois family is like this guy, really? Like, this is a guy who might win. You know, I almost thought it would be like insulting to them that you were so nice, like so unable to be embarrassed almost, you know, like so silly and just like present.
2: Well, what I thought of also... uh is like charlie and mac from it's always sunny in philadelphia whenever they're like in suits and tuxedos i kind of went for that energy where like you know they don't actually belong here but they are so (laughs) confident that they do
0: Yes, it, it stands out. I love that you just like made a lot of choices that were like, this is awkward. But you had no, because you had no knowledge of it. You had either, you your character did not know it was awkward. It was sweet. It was it was off-putting to someone who's as like, like Connor, I think you also did a great job by sort of picking up on it. Like, where's the trap? Like, where's, like, I'm looking for the, the second, the second, the, the, the shoe to drop. I'm looking for the second meeting. I'm looking for like the knife behind someone's back and like to be puzzled when you don't find it.
3: Yeah, because I think I think what Janice said is either true or is sad. Or is both. Because <laughs> if it's true mm. that Buzzlord was the only good person in that room, it's like, ew, these are the people deciding the fate of the whole planet. And if it's just the way he thinks, a bummer. Um, but if it's both... Mm. <laughs> then it's the united states of america <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Ew>. <laughs> Ooh, zingers!
3: that's really zeitgeist i'm just like really edgy i'm like on the top of the bu- you yeah. get it
0: y- you're in it you're in it we're
1: gonna have to move this to be also categorized in politics now okay. <laughs> i'm sorry that i'm an
3: informed person doing the best i can with my platform <laughs> oh
0: my goodness I, uh, I, I have to fish for compliments here. Um, how'd you guys feel about the names of all of the various representatives? Because I did not prepare them and I regretted it immensely. And I was choosing names based off of text that was in front of me on the screen. So camera became Khmer. I don't remember what I named his first name. But-
3: oh, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. Well, that is brilliant. I don't have feelings on the names. I have a lot of feelings on the, like stakes and tension raising of having the voting every now and again jump in.
1: I oh, thought that really? was super
3: It was super so smart. well done. It was like yeah. a, backline what a stressful. F- yeah, exactly. Go, Johnny. Go, Chris.
1: What a stressful form of democracy. <laughs> Who does that <laughs> where, like, they're like, you know what? Just like as you feel like it. I mean, I know, like, the US Congress has like a certain window to vote, but it's not in a dinner party. You're not like, you know what? I, at some point tonight, between the first and second course, I will be convinced, you know, like... Uh-
0: well, I kind of wanted... So I kind of wanted to figure out, all right, how do we do this? Because I could tell like a quasi-democracy, right? Like there are elected officials, there are these representatives, but also, you know, the manticores are this big um, focus. And so I, I thought it was appropriate that even though it feels a little... Um, like, like nowadays, hopefully, I mean, maybe we still do, but like, you'd be like, absolutely not. A private family should not be hosting this government function. Right. Like, so I no wanted that to be like front and center. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. It had very like, much
1: like, auction vibes. It felt very real. Yeah. It, it felt like it felt yeah. like real. I was like, yeah, it, and it also felt like very like in star Wars where they just yeah. like go to the government and you're like, you know, and it's all these st- star Wars names voting. And like, I'm just like picturing different shaped aliens over my corner, over my shoulder every time.
2: Johnny, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I had that mind of, so this is where democracy yeah. dies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to feel kind of, because Akaton is kind of like a, con- like a troubled planet, right? Like not only is it dying, but like, yeah, there was this weird question of the mantic, like, while Kobach, you know, our teammate, is wrestling with this question of, like, do I want to be a Manticore even? We're also seeing this impact that the family is having on the planet. And also, I just loved the idea that um Janice had been to Dracula Keep way before anybody else on the crew had. Um, And that he was just comatose. Like, like I can ca- picture us catching Janice up on what we did and him being like, oh, I've been there. Did you guys see the ballroom? Did like they
1: take you know,
0: yeah, I I it's just love color. that. Uh, I, I I liked the feeling of um, the, like crisscrossing webs of information. So when you're speaking to the transportation secretary i improvised the thing about freight yeah. spaceships like transport spaceships and then as i was repeating that the second time i realized like oh that's what the terrapin is and then maybe that's the information when you said i want to have something to connect with him about I was like oh maybe you were recently talking about that with americo in a bar somewhere you know like i just want to i wanted like i wanted to knit everything together
2: i do have a question uh uh did my whole it was very, I tr- was very subtle, but did my whole thing about the gap. Makes sense
0: yeah that you thought that so like the gap is for those of us who don't follow starfinder at home the idea is that in the system th- there's this gap of information where people can't remember what happened to them
3: long time if
0: you're something like an elf who kind of like is like lives for centuries and centuries you have basically lived through it and have this like missing amount of information in your brain it's almost like a dark age right but like a literal blackout and so for someone to claim one of my projects is to figure out what happened during A gap that's like a huge that's like missing time right like how do you even undertake that and that's kind of why i was like oh that was a really good and strong character choice i thought to be like that's like his ambition is his even his ambition is generous right like even his 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 dreams are to bring something to others what did what were you hoping to do with that chris
2: yeah because i was when i was posed the question of why do you want to actually make the world better. The, from my understanding, the gap, when everyone's consciousness came back together, it, the world, the world was absolutely chaos and it never actually settled, you know, after the Vesk wars and, and all of that nonsense and the Sheeran coming into play and no one actually found peace prior to the gap is the whole setting for Pathfinder. And so, I I imagine that the gap itself was utopia because you got two bookends of battles and wars and conflict. And I mean, yeah, that's the whole point of the game, but it's something about that mystery and unknown time. Why was it erased? The the only reason why it was erased is if evil wanted to get rid of it. And what does evil want to do? Get rid of peace. And I figured that was, Oh, just I something to that. help bolster that that
1: idea of wanting to make things better.
0: I love that. I love that. And that makes a lot of sense.
1: I mean, maybe it's just my playing <clears> Talfron <throat> <towel for laughs> now, but I feel like he would he would not he would not s- stand for this. Well, I just feel like he would have strong disagreements with the these <laughs> theories on the gap which I just heard about <laughs> just now. <laughs> Um, but i would like to make clear that in his mind you know for all you know it could have been good people maybe there used to be a big bad who operated on a like if you are aware of them or say their name basis they gained power and maybe the only way to destroy them was to erase all memory of the time during which they existed that's very
0: uh do you guys know what a tulpa is so, no. it's this thing mm. where, like, the idea is the more people, like, talk about it and think about it, the more power. Pa- like, it's something that doesn't exist except because people think about it. So, mm. the more you talk about it and mm-hmm. think about it and spread knowledge of it, the more power you're giving it.
2: Like, when we all exactly. lose the game. The game is a tall right.
0: um, the <laughs> And everyone listening
2: just lost listening the game. Just lost I do game. want to
0: talk about, also, so, Johnny and Chris, you guys have played a Starfinder game on your own, right? Like, with uh, with our friend Jackson and others?
2: We did as a right. We played a couple times, uh, once before the pandemic, and then once right when the pandemic happened. And I don't know, I was my first Mm -hmm. time GMing, and so I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, So I'm going to leave it to Johnny to kind of talk about that experience.
1: I remember it being fun, and I remember really being happy to hang out with people early in the pandemic. And I also remember that, you know. Group tabletop games are hard enough to schedule in non pandemic times, even when we're all home. We were all just, I yeah, think, like it takes energy. I, don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, well, yeah, like I can, the the number of things that I just forgot about,
0: dude. <laughs> my, no, my memory is months. still shot like to this day. I don't, oh, I, I can't remember. Terrible.
2: Stuff well, I've got a, a nice memory for Johnny when we did have that first game at uh, my apartment. I had lived in Astoria. Right around the corner from my apartment was this Entenmann's outlet, and the, the Johnny poster, the he showed up with a giant bag. Yeah, and like because it's it's all the stuff that's about to be expired <laughs> yeah. from Entenmann's. So they sell you can get like three boxes it's for five dollars. Nothing. <laughs> it's almost free. <laughs> so. My uh fiance Irene and I we constantly talk about this Johnny. We we're, <laughs> every time we t- every time we rem- are reminded of the Antiments outlet you come to mind because <laughs> Johnny yeah. had said look the they said to me I'm so sorry the credit card machine is down so we can only take cash and you go that's fine let me give you the change <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and that phrase has stuck with me all this time.
1: It was so cheap.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I also, so I, this is a rumor that I heard and this has stuck in my brain, but Johnny, didn't you play, your name is Johnny McNulty and you are a human. Didn't you also play in game a human named Johnny McNulty?
2: No, not quite. It was an Isoki.
0: That sounds like but, me. But, <laughs>
2: But uh, And he was Johnny McNulty from the planet Brooklyn. (laughs) That's
0: that's what it was. That's what it was. Oh, my goodness. So silly. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, you guys. It's uh, it's getting late. I want to send everyone off to their evenings. Does anybody have any last thoughts?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, you mentioned fishing for compliments earlier, but I was just going to stop and say we should all say what a tremendous job you did orchestrating this really complicated set piece of like important plot where like like not like there was very little planning it was like you know a series of those things where they give you a picture and there's just like two squiggly lines and they're like <laughs> Um uh-huh. so like absolutely thank beautiful. So yeah. I
0: really wanted to I was so so each episode is 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 very flavored, you know. And uh Johnny, we also had we also had Johnny for an onchi episode and due to a last minute mm. um vacancy at the table, I asked Johnny if he would join us again. Um thank you again for being so flexible. It was so exciting to do the dreamscape. Like Connor and I had talked about the beats and had worked on it together. And it was just like so cool and thematic to do something that could defy logic. Didn't have to be, you know, totally fat. Like it could be a little messy. It could be a little messed up. And and the most important thing was just just to do a lot of character development. And honestly, that's my favorite part of these games. My favorite example is uh, one time as Leela, I only had one arm and I was trying to rip off something from a ceiling and, and hit someone with it. Oh and it would have been <laughs> such a great story moment, right? And obviously it doesn't make sense in the world. I understand and respect that. But I love you try, damn I love I tried, damn it. And <laughs> over
3: I- and over and over <laughs> Shut- and over. <laughs> I just thank
0: you. That That's such a wonderful compliment because I have been very anxious about my uh, starlording abilities, my game mastering abilities. And um, thank you both so much for coming. And Connor, I hope it was like a good a good reveal for Janice.
3: Oh, it was fantastic. You shouldn't be nervous at all. Thank you. And I say that as someone was who seamless. is not nervous about it and perhaps should be. I think I do great every time. You did great. It's just me being like you, a white male. You, um, absolutely. No, I'm talking about when I run. Shit. Um, you thank you, but also <laughs> I'm talking about when I run. I'm just like, oh, they're gonna have a great time. I set up all these awesome puzzles. They're gonna have a hoot, and I feel like you should feel that way because you've done it like three times now, and it has been
1: fantastic. Well, I, I felt capably Star Lorded. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank
0: you. There's just yeah, the just sort of cool. Cruelty. I'm not Justin. You know. <laughs> <laughs> i actually genuinely want to know what happens with janice's mom like and and also we didn't see his dad at all although we know that oh, he she did you girl. think she's dead you know she's dead
3: i know that i've said this before in the episode so i know that the oh god this opens up so many doors actually because of so what johnny and chris have done Honestly, honestly,
2: Connor, you and uh, this—I'm yeah. uh, sorry, Celia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. is your
3: sister my cousin?
2: Cousin, right? Gives me very, gives me very much Azuko and Azula vibes C- from Avatar: Last like okay,
0: Airbender. Yeah, so looks, looks, Connor cool. literally used Avatar as an example for Johnny. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing that will be cut and not make it to the episode. But when we were trying to describe a mood,
1: well, yeah, because I'm 36 <laughs> and not <laughs> as young as you guys. <laughs> we're not
0: that far behind, in Johnny.
1: I mean, when it comes to kids shows, those
3: (laughs) micro-generations matter. It's just really fun. I mean, it's not fun for Janice, I suppose, but it's fun because his memory is so screwed.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, the more we get into it, the more I want to lean into that. Because, like, his reveal happened, and then pretty soon after, he went into the coma. But, yeah, he just, like, has a lot of trouble with reality. Um which is what made Zemkov so fun, because Zemkov is, like, very certain of his reality. <laughs>
0: yeah, Zemkov is very grounded in who he is. I think what's yeah. exciting about this, Connor, is that, like, you now have to change, like, you now have, like, new secrets, right? Like, we found out more about, pa- uh, about Paul Jane. I still think of him as Paul, truthfully. But I, uh, you found out so much more about him. I mean,
3: which is real. Yeah, exactly. Is the big Q. Which is true. Echo or whatever Eliza Dushku's name was yeah, before she became know. Echo. And,
0: um... Which
3: is true. My bad country accent or my bad... <laughs> <laughs> vaguely european
0: accent
3: you know like what are we leaning into Yeah, like, days, I new secrets.
0: You, and i part of me is like we even talked about this at one point and I, and I don't know what you decided so i'm not trying to blow anything but we don't know if like paul could wake up a villain
3: no justin put the kibosh he'll probably cut this because he doesn't want to be a, seen lame as a square dummy Justin, I just think he said no because truly, who I think you would if, if
0: if Paul came back as a villain. If you woke up and you were a villain, you would just be like setting people up. Like I feel like there's that character who always gets like um like body snatched and and whatever supernatural show, and so they're being like, oh well, you know, so and so said this about you. Oh, not my words. They were like they're just like being manipulative and just like setting everyone up to be like angsty and fight.
3: I would love to play Lucille yeah, yeah, Booth. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No I, thought of, I thought of Arrested Development <laughs> when a you said
0: uh, that the children should be neither seen nor heard. But that whole series about how Buster goes to the Milford Academy. Yeah, yeah really
3: great. Yeah, he was really good at it. I respect <sighs> Buster. <laughs> I respect the Lucille yeah. Booth School Man, of Jessica parenting.
0: Walter, what a gem.
3: Oh, gosh. On that note, join us for our next episode. We have a Patreon. We do
0: have a Patreon. Actually, we have a really exciting announcement, which is that our Patreon uh, has made the show self-sufficient, which is really cool. But we're not at a place yet where any of our actors or guests are getting paid to be here. So we want to do this more. We love doing this. But... You know, we still have to put food on our table and keep a roof over our heads. So we'd really love it if uh, if you haven't already to join us on Patreon. If you have, thank you so, so much. Thank you to our phenomenal guest stars, Chris Stewart and Johnny McNulty. You guys are beautiful, beautiful bunnies. It's uh, it's so weird that we don't all live in the same city anymore. Um, And we used to see each other once a week. In the before time.
1: yeah, it fucking blows.
0: So uh, just like shit changes, the world changed, and and here we are. But how great to know that we can all hop on something like this and at least play together virtually, right?
1: Gotta love it. Oh, I'm um, so happy to be asked. Yeah, this has been wonderful. Much thank
0: love you. to all of you guys, and thank you to our listeners. We're gonna we're gonna do our classic, very loud and obnoxious bye on the count of three. One, two, three. Three. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs>